Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow. What an amazing crew. You know, just when you think you can't love a people more than this, it happens. It just happens. Just giddy of thinking about it. And Willis, the way he was going, I thought, we could just quit right here. We've had church, right? Isn't he amazing? And, and the, just to kind of give you a quick peek at my notes, this is what they are. Don't, don't look too closely. But right now, you'll see, you'll, you'll see a yellow sticker on there. And that yellow sticker is to remind me to, and Willis did it beautifully, to thank you. There's so much that goes into this morning to make us comfortable. Somebody got here early, put on a wood fire, I guess. I don't know how it works. It's warm. Oh, hi. (laughs) Yeah, get the stuff out of the equipment. This guy moves. (laughs) And the camera work. The sound, of course, everybody that helps, Willis, high-profile guy, our online family, you are welcome as the flowers in May, and I know it's just a matter of time before you show up here, that's amazing. Our satellite church, we have a satellite church downstairs, it's amazing, God is good all the time. And so I just, thankfulness is such a, a good place to come from, isn't it? So I just thank you, Jesus. I was talking with a really gifted man this morning. And uh, we were talking about a lot of things, but one of the things that came up was basically being filled with the Spirit of God. That's what changes everything. And part of what I want to do this morning is just to continue to release that very thing that very thing, so that you might be stirred. I like Willis, he used the word provoked. When I first heard that, I thought, oh, I don't think, I, I like something with a sharp, st- provoking, right? Provoking just stirs you to go past where you would normally go. That's really what provoke is. And so I, I just know the, the Father wants to do something great in all of us, not just you, but me as well. Does that make sense? Are we okay? We're on the same page? Yes? You know those little bobbleheads on the back of the cars and they go over the train tracks? You know those little ones? Do they still do that? I've got some. Thank you, Jesus. So, I was trying to prepare this morning. We talked about preparation. And uh, we've got our part to do. But when you think about it, you folks prepared as well when you came. You think, okay, you know, finds everybody's socks and shoes and, and all that good stuff if you've got children. And maybe if you're well along in age, I, I did that myself. Look for my socks and shoes. And there they were. But just to prepare not only what we're going to wear, but what we're going to bring. And the frame of mind and, and, that, and just putting on that Holy Spirit and the, and the music Chuck, that we sang was just like, oh, that's the sermon right there, right? Just like, and uh, I get emotional. <laughs> I used to apologize for it, but now I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but God just has a way of messing you up in the best way. And it's him that does it. It's him that will bring that release. It will it'll be him where you'll step forward and say, I don't care.
So Chris, God bless Chris, immediately puts me under pressure like I don't have enough. He says, he's not listening, is he? He says, what's the title of your message? I said, I've got three of them. Can I share them with you? And maybe after we can maybe even vote and see which one's going to go. Here's, here's the first one. Help me protect what you've already given me. Ooh, that's good, eh? That's deep. Slash steward. <laughs> yeah, now it's deep, right? We were playing before, but we're serious now. Let's make man in our image. I said to Chris, we should go with that one because it's, like, it's right out of the word. Let us make man in our image. And folks, when I said let us make man in our image, it's, it's both genders, right? It's all of us. That Father would, would shape us, craft us, and release us into what he sees us doing. Be made in his image. The third title I had was, what? No birth certificate? <laughs> I vote for that one. Oh, laddie, but you're premature. <laughs> that, but that happened to me. That happened to me. Uh, where, are we, where are we going to the state? We're going to go on holidays or something? Or Lona? We needed to have a passport. So you go down to the passport office. Guess what they tell me? Of all people, me. <laughs> Sorry, sir. You don't have a birth certificate. I've been born, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, that's, that's not valid. That just kind of... Bev? That just kind of messes you up. I'm like, wow, what do you do with that? And I couldn't help relate all that stuff back to what we've been talking about, and I'm still working it out, is who am I? Who am I? And so I had to fo- uh, phone Hull, Quebec, the belle province, the far east there, that way, and uh, you call them there. They don't say TH, they say there. I went there. But yeah, you know, there's just a little sidebar here. And I couldn't figure it out. My mom was French. She would say, there. Johnny, come, don't go there. You talk to them. They say, and they mess up their ages, that they're going to play hockey. So you think, oh, they can't say ages. They're playing hockey on the heist. <laughs> God bless mom. God, we love French folks. I mean, that's where I came from. Quebec. Did you know that you have been promised an identity? The cool thing is, Father has one. Before you even drew your first breath, Father had something for you. He's got something for you. Fact. And some of us spend a lifetime figuring, well, what exactly is that? But I I, I do know that the, the closer I come to him, the more it becomes clear. And that's why, I was talking with somebody this morning in the washroom, talking about the Holy Spirit. 
He's in all places, right? Even the man's washroom. Talking about the Holy Spirit. And, and without the Holy Spirit, this is just a club meeting. That's what it is. But when Jesus shows up, when the Christ shows up, when the Holy Spirit shows up, when the glory shows up, everything changes in a minute. Everything changes in an instant. And that's the realm that you've been called into. That's the realm that we step into. And it's already been paid for. It's already been provided for. All you need to do is to show up. Whoa! Right? Come on. Well, I can show up. These guys have showed up. So I just know. And, and, and uh, in Genesis 1.26, in Genesis 1.26, New King James Version. Oh, there it is. This is you guys. This is us guys. Then God said, now this is in the beginning. This is a really thick one. This is in the beginning of the book. They're setting the stage. Right? This is how it starts off. Then God said, then God said, let us, who's us? Let us make. Now some commentaries will say it's it's because of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Let us the three and one, the trinity. Let us. You ready for what you're supposed to look like? You got, it's, it's amazing. Let us make man in, again, no doubt, our image according to... Now you know. Right? People figure, well, why should I be? I don't know. I'm struggling. There it is. And now the mandate, what's he going to give you? And I will tell you this, there is nothing in here that Father will give you to do that he will not back up and make possible through you. <sighs> That's how you raise the dead. Not you, right? That's how you cleanse the leopards. In this book, leopards, you couldn't touch them. Nobody told Jesus that, I guess, but... You can't touch them. But with the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm really getting ahead of myself. It's, I should take notes of myself. It's really good. <laughs> but how in Jesus' name, you have been given dominion. You have been given, what's another word for dominion? You've been given authority. You've been given power over that. And that's how it happens. That's how it gets done. That's how you, through Christ, release what he's called you to do. Does that make sense? Come on. And he starts off with the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over the cattle. Wow. That's your job. Slash privilege. Right? That you've been given. And if, in fact, it was right there, you're supposed to look like, thank you, Chris, whoever you are. Is it Chris? Oh, you Big Mac. Okay, so, the word R was there, and somehow it's not 
But Chris, you can make that happen. I know you can. But when he's making, that's, that's what you carry. And I believe, and you've seen it, you folks have seen this stuff, that the closer somebody gets to the anointing, the more time somebody spends in worship, uh, the more time you just, you, just, you just open yourselves to what the Father is. Brent used the word, I love the word, glory. Oh, I think all kinds of good stuff that goes on there. The glory. When you put all that, that on, which has already been provided for you, you don't, see the thing is a lot of times we have to beg. We think we have to beg. It's already been provided. It's already there. All you, somebody's it's like going to, for, to, a, to a, a restaurant and having a nice meal and somebody's already picked up the check. I tell you. <laughs> right? It's already been made possible. For you and for me. So we're talking about identity. That's your identity. That's my identity. Wow, what a wonderful crew. Step out of the story for just but a moment, as I have been known to do. In the early days, and I want to talk about we talk about who makes something, the manufacturer. Who makes something? Who's our manufacturer? In the early days, we had this car. And I don't even know who makes it. That's how bad this car was. The scary part was it ran on both cylinders. I know! It sounded like a Briggs and Stratton. All I was missing was a pull cord. It had a little key thing in it. And for any of you people that know anything about cars, you, they all have a distributor. This car was so bad, you didn't have one of those. Both cylinders fired at the same time, but what made it go was it would, this would get the fuel this time, this would get the fuel that time, this would get the fuel, and away it would go. It was like a big tomato can. It was, Amazing vehicle. <laughs> Who was the manufacturer? And I've also had nicer cars, not as nice as brands, but nice cars. You take a look at them and say, wow, we know the manufacturer of that. And we place value on that. Right? That might be your, your Benz, your Lexus, uh, whatever. What else we got that are nice cars? Tesla? Tesla? Not shabby. And you would look at it and say, oh, I know the manufacturer. And we place value on that, right? We place worth. So then, if you do that, and if you don't put up your hand, I don't see any hands, so I'm going to move right along. So we take a look at who's the manufacturer, who's the author of you and of me. Whoa! We're way past Tesla. Sorry. Somebody had, to, somebody had to say it, Jeremy. I think when we're talking about spiritual things, one of the neatest things I think that could be said of you and of me is you look just like your father. Wow. Right. 
Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over the cattle and all the earth and every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. You see, what Father was doing when he was in, in the creation, he was downloading, can I use that word, to you and to me, himself. Does that make sense? When you've been in the presence, when you receive all the Father has for you, you take on his identity, his everything, his authority. You, all have, you look like your daddy. Who's your daddy? Right? And we have that, and we carry that. And we carry his identity, his blueprint. That's what you carry in you. And I will have to say for myself, when things are not going well, when Lona gives me a rough time and I don't have it coming, when I really do, um, things don't go well. Why? Because I've found that the more space there is between Father and myself, the less well things go for me. I don't know if that's your experience. It's certainly mine. And all I have to do is think about prayer and thank God for prayer where people say, you know what, I just need to, I need, I just need to get right with God. Forgiveness, just stepping into that place and they step back into where Father is, Father reigns and you can see the transformative process take over. That's who your daddy is. <clears throat> Genesis 2.25. And they, the man and his wife, were both naked. And the man and his wife were not ashamed. Note that. They saw no shame. When they looked at each other, they, they saw that they were good enough. They were good enough. In other words, I, I'm just going to take some license. I, I'm just going to guess that they didn't lack too much. They didn't lack anything. There was no blemish. They were covered in the glory. Why were they not ashamed even though they lacked clothing? It's because they were so covered in the glory. When you looked at them, that's all you would see coming off. That's all that would happen. And I've seen it with people where they're so covered with the glory. Sometimes you see glimpses of it. You'll see people that are covered in the glory. And all of a sudden, it doesn't matter what they're wearing. It doesn't matter how they've got their hair cut. It doesn't matter. And to go back to the, to the word, they're good enough. You're good enough in him. So they find themselves in the garden. That's where the story takes a dramatic turn, doesn't it? And they were given a choice. Tree of life, tree of good and evil. Genesis 26, sorry, Genesis 2, 16, 17. And the Lord commanded the man saying, of the tree in the garden... So here it is. There's no mystery here. God tells them, now, look, at I put you in this amazing place. And how many, I'm going to speak for me. I know this doesn't apply to you, but sometimes, I, I, you know, Father tells me something, and I don't, I, I don't do it. 
Just don't do it. So the Lord commanded the man, saying, of every tree in the garden, you may eat, you may freely eat. But the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. Not much mystery there, is there? You guys just have a good time here. It's all open. Do what you want, but don't eat of that tree. For in the day you eat of it, you shall surely die. The message is less kind. The message says, you're dead. Not much mystery there. And people might even ask, why is it that that tree was even placed there? Right? You ever think? And you know what? You can even bring that, back that all the way up to your own life. There's some things that are perhaps that are presented to you which are not healthy. They're not wise choices. They're not good. And sometimes you think, God, why do you do that? Let me tell you why. Because back in the garden, when they were given that choice, they had dominion over everything. They had power over that, over everything. And they were to rule over everything, including that tree. And so it is for you and for me. Those things that come, like, this is not a healthy choice. I find the poorest time to get out of a mess is when I'm in it. The best time is before I get into it. Right? You see it coming? Is that, is that you? It certainly is me. And we have power over that. Now, sidebar, Eve is not on the scene yet. Right? I'm going to back up. And the Lord commanded the man. Eve was not there. A little later on in the chapter, the rib shows up. Eve shows up. Okay? That's going to be important in just a little bit. And so it is with us, with things that come to tempt us, things that come to dissuade us, things that come to distract us, things that come to steal your identity and mine that are not of the Father. We have dominion over that. We are to rule over that in his name. In his name, right? And so before, you see that stuff, it's, and usually it's, it, it's not like, oh my, how to get in this mess? It's usually, we can usually see it coming, right? And we can take dominion over it. We have authority over that. But sometimes we forget our authority. We spend a whole bunch of time in this place, and thank you, Jesus, for it, because I'm still figuring out our identity. Once I know, that's what the Word said. Once I know, once you know, you have authority over anything that is not a father. Anything from the enemy, you have authority over that. What's that include? Finances? What else? Help me out. Health? Relationships? Anything that is not from the father that's not going well. Disappointment, loss, right? Sorry? Thought life, ooh. That's right. Yeah, well, that, yeah. 
And we have authority. We are not subject to that in Jesus' name. It's when we step out of that, now I'm in trouble. I'm a sitting duck. But when I step back into the glory, when I step back into the anointing, when I step back into that understanding that promises have been given to me and to you, I have authority over that thing. Get thee behind me, right? Boom. That's what you can do. That's what I can do. Oh, man. Come on, Johnny. You're on page three. Somebody's clapping, so I don't go any further. Okay. I don't want to give any way any names, Jonathan, but okay. All right. You see, God's anointing, God's fullness cannot cohabitate with sin. It just can't. And I heard somebody make a statement. I thought, wow, I never thought of that. God didn't even know sin. He was, that's because he was sinless. That he can't cohabitate with that. And so, yeah. So when the woman, this is Genesis 3, 6. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that was pleased, pleasant to the eyes, Oh, there it is. And a tree desirable to make one wise, there's the promise, there's the lure, there's the hook. Nothing's happened at this point, right? The snake. Oh, boy. She took of its fruit and ate it. She also gave it to her husband with her, and he ate it. Now, guys, I like to have fun with this one. Oh, I don't know. She, she just gave it to me. <laughs> it's her fault. <laughs> but just to back it up just a little bit. <laughs> I should do voiceovers, right? Just to back up just a little bit. When that instruction was given to Adam in the garden, Eve was not there yet. And so I've heard it said, and I've got to find this, I've got to quote this right, it's, Amazing. Yeah, it's still amazing. It's going to be amazing. When I find it, it's going to be just so amazing. It's getting better by the minute. I'm just going to try and just shoot for it. Eve was tricked. Adam, because he was there and heard God himself, was disobedient. That's the difference. Does that make sense? And every woman said, Amen. I knew. I knew it all along. It weren't my fault. He just took the apple and went with it. And when this happened, oh my goodness, after this happened, after they partook of the fruit, then they noticed each other was naked. And they were ashamed. How come that changed? What happened? It happens in our lives. When I step outside of the will of God, usually I'm not naked, but when I step outside of the, 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 will, of, the will of God, right? Everything changes. And that's what happened here. Everything changed. Stick with me, class. Stick with me. 
you, you have too good a time. They're not going to let me, let me uh, preach again. Okay, so. All of a sudden, not only did they notice they were naked, they were, a bad feeling comes into them. They were ashamed. Wow, that's what sin will do for you. <laughs> do to you, whatever verbiage you want to attach to it. When you step out and you step into sin, you become ashamed. That's why, and I'm just going to say it, is that when we are in sin, most people will draw away. Well, I don't want to go to church anymore. I can't go to life group if they ever find out about this. I, I, I can't belong to the worship, I, you know. And the one thing that they're forgetting is there's, we have a redemptive father. We've got our way back. Right? Come on. Come on. So they were naked. Not only were they naked, not only were they ashamed, they figured, wow, we better, uh, better find some fig leaves or whatever they've got, right? Turns out they had fig leaves. I wonder where they got the thread to sew those things on. But nonetheless, it doesn't matter. And they covered themselves. They covered up their nakedness because they were ashamed. And that's, you know, I'm not that different. When I step out and I do something really stupid, I'm ashamed. And I cover myself. It's a woman's fault. It's the government's fault. It's uh, COVID's fault. It's, uh, I gotta put, I can't handle it. You know, counseling one-on-one, unless you are able to step in and say, okay, I, I messed up, I spilled the paint, you can't get healing until you're willing to own it, right? And that's where these folks were. And so where did they go in the garden? They hid. The word says that they hid. So the, this is the beautiful part. This is the part that just wrecks me. And this is right in the beginning. And in the cool of the evening, you know what's going to happen here. In the cool of the evening, when Adam and Eve directly disobeyed, you couldn't have been any more wrong than these guys. Don't eat that tree. Well, we ate that tree. And the father comes. Adam. He calls. He knows him. Adam. He calls for him. He comes to him. He searches him out. He is the answer. And even though they were, they were felt ashamed, they were hiding in the garden, and maybe for you and for me, when we do something really stupid, we step back, right? And we think, oh man, how could Father love me? Newsflash, He does. Once you get a hold of that, once you understand that, that is the door, that is the portal, that is a way to step out of that junk and into the glorious light, back into the glory, back into what he has for you, back into your destiny, back into your identity. Right? Come on. That's what we've got going for us. Thank you, Jesus. Circumstances don't make us or break us. They reveal who we are. <sighs> That's really deep. I, I, I took that one from somebody too. <laughs> but
but they do. It's easy to, to think good thoughts and be amazing people when we're all together like this and life group, whatever it is. But it's when we step out into life. And what are you carrying? How much are you carrying? What do you bring? Thank you, Jesus. And I find it interesting, almost amusing, that when God finds them in the garden, he makes... Now, it wasn't a problem for him, their nakedness, but because they had such a problem with the nakedness, what does he do? They each got an outfit. Right? They wore, he made skins for them that they might put that on and cover their nakedness. He covered them. Wow. And when we mess up, he covers you. He covers me. Even though God didn't need it, he's there to do that for you and for me. That's the covering. That's what we put on. And wow. Does that make sense? Is that okay? See, out of our identity with our Heavenly Father, we are called to bring heaven to earth. Let me suggest to you, not only that, because that's, that's extrinsic, that's out there. When we walk in the anointing of the Father, we not only put that on, there was a, 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 a piece of music we sang this morning where we, I don't know, we breathe it in or we take it in, it becomes an inside job. What Father wants to do, and with me, it's an inside job. And when I put that on, when I'm wearing that, I am not only able to release healing, I am healing. I am peace. I am joy. I am hope. You carry that. Oh, pardon me. That's in you. That's what you carry. You don't even have to speak about it. You don't even have to speak about it. Jesus. And so when you feel that, well, I'm not good enough. <laughs> I can I never preach like Willis. I'm just not good enough, you know, right? It's got nothing that you are good enough. That's the lie. That's the mis. It's like running, at, watching a kid run with their shoelaces undone. They're gonna fall. You are good enough in Him. Talking with Chuck this morning about. The story about David and Goliath, right? Man, if I was scripting that, I would have done something different. But Father just wants to show his glory. Now, so here's Goliath. I don't know how. He's huge. He's a monster. And David comes out. He's going to take out the giant. And, 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 and I'm going to try and quote or get close. But you see, whoa. What seemed like an impossible task. What seemed that could never happen, what, what seemed is going to just tear you limb from limb, you're, you, this is it, you should have to enjoy the sunshine because you ain't getting any tomorrow. That's David when he sees this monster. In the natural, that's what it looks like. And maybe for you and me, maybe you're facing something, you think, I'm never going to make it. In the natural, this is just too big a hill to climb, too big a mountain to climb. 
But you see, when David went out with a sling and his five smooth stones, he didn't go out just as David. He had in him the presence of the Father in him, the calling, the, the, the warrior spirit, the, the, the whatever it is that can take out this guy and, and in the natural is impossible. Maybe for you, you're facing something impossible. But when you put on Father, when you breathe in the Holy Spirit, when you stand in that anointing, you can take a look at whatever it is that's not of God that besets you, and you have power over that, and you can tell it to sit down, take a hike, get behind me, bye. Right? <laughs> and in the anointing, there's a comfort, there's a confidence, not a not an arrogance. You can just tell, like, wow. Look at Willis. He looks, he's got it together. What's, his, what's happening? And I just name him because he, he's right handy. But maybe that's you. Father, bless you, whatever it is those ambulances are going to. <clears throat> so comes a, there comes a, a confidence. And so, like when Jesus was eating at the table... And I think what they did in those days, they kind of laid down was a custom, right? They kind of, is that it? Kind of around the, the table there, they ate. <clears throat> and he was not afraid because he knew who he was of anything that was not holy. That's why, while he's eating, the scriptures talk about this woman who approached him, his feet, I got the story right, wept over his feet, dried his feet with her hair, and, and Jesus was not upset. It didn't bother him. And so when you stand in that place, when you stand in that anointing, when you carry that with you, when you breathe that in, Things that are not from Father won't distract you, won't bother you. In fact, you have power over that stuff. Does that make sense? Wow. So what is it in your life and mine that we still need to look and say, get thee behind me? Make sure I'm not pointing at somebody. I'm at the floor already. Get thee behind me. Thank you, Jesus. I want to be cognizant of the time. Hmm. Let me wrap up with this. And if you're okay, I would, could I, if, could, I would love to release a blessing over you. And it's out of the word. That's, is that okay that I, I do that? I would love to do that. It would be my privilege. Just to give you an idea. Thank you. Smith Wigglesworth, <laughs> right on cue. I think he said okay, didn't he? Smith Wigglesworth was on a three-hour plane ride. Beside him, before COVID, of course, <laughs> Wigglesworth, was another gentleman. Wigglesworth did not utter a word. Could have been a prayer, contemplating, just enjoying the presence 
of Jesus. Two hours into that flight, the man beside him gets up and says, I am convicted of my sin. He said, not a word, Wigglesworth did. I was convicted of my sin. And in the plane, gets down on his knees and asks for forgiveness and accepts Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. That's, I think that, hey, pick me. Right? That's the same kind of principle where, where, where Peter's shadow could heal. Just being in the presence, just being close enough. You caring so much, it's concentrated. It's got to find a way out. You can walk into a room and you change the atmosphere. It cannot be the same because you are carrying the Almighty God and you have that and don't let anybody tell you that you don't. Bam! You have that. And it's just, oh God, let that be me, right? And sometimes it is. So I'd love to release this blessing on you. So Father, come even now. And Father, I also know there's not one person in this room, from the youngest to the most senior, that can't use a blessing, that can't use more anointing, that can't use more glory. And the blessing is this, after which we'll invite the prayer team up. I think we've got a prayer team. And... and the prayer team, they are anointed as well. When they are on the prayer team, they already know before they get here what they're going to do. And they carry that same anointing. So maybe there's a mountain in front of you. Maybe there's something you think, I just need, I just need more glory. I just need more anointing. I just need more of Father. We have not because we, we ask not. Exactly. And this is the place. This is the place for you. And the blessing goes like this. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And you're going out, and you're coming in. In your labor, and in your leisure. In your laughter, and in your tears. I release this blessing over you. In the mighty, mighty, mighty name of Jesus. And all God's people said, Amen. Thank you so much for being here. Bless you. Into that Be gracious, Lord, turn his face toward you and give Make his face 
shine upon be gracious to you Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace Amen 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 Anything else, Father God, that we hear is not of you. That is not our portion. So again, Father, be with us, Father, through this, this time today, through this week. Father God, that we might be in that presence where we are so filled with that Holy Spirit, so filled with that anointing that it just comes off us, changes the environment, heals, sets free. 